you bless those boys or take flight. We're talking your teams. Sports 1280, New Orleans. All right, welcome back. Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280, New Orleans, rolling on here on a Thursday. And a real pleasure to be joined now by this guy. You listen to sports radio throughout the years. It's a name you'd be very familiar with. He is the great Tony Bruno joining us now from Philadelphia. Tony, how are you, sir? Good morning, sir. I'm just, uh, we have our first snowflake, so I have to go out and run and get milk, <laughs> butter, eggs, and toilet paper because that's a tradition here, even though it snows every year. But it is the first snow. There's a couple of flakes falling, so I may have to break off this phone call emergency-wise to go out and get milk before the stores are empty. Hey, you joke, but we get that about once every six or seven years in New Orleans, and it is bedlam. I mean, batteries off the shelves. I mean, we freak out down here, Tony. They close the schools if we see a snowflake. Well, it's pretty close here, too, because, you know, we're supposed to get snow here. The New Orleans isn't, and so I don't think it's going to amount to much, like the Philadelphia Eagles season so far this year, but it's always fun to see snow and to see people overreact like they've never seen it before. You know, it's funny, Tony. It's funny you mention that. I mean, here are the Eagles right now, four and five, and there's been talk this week. Oh, Saints are playing the reigning champs, the Super Bowl champs, and and one of the reporters asked Sean Payton yesterday, "Is there any is there any extra oomph to play in the the Super Bowl champs?" And he was just kind of like, "No, I mean, it's the next game. It'd be different if the Eagles were eight and eight and one, right? But at four and five, it's not really like, oh man, here come the champs. This is gonna be this is gonna be brutal. I mean, I think it's gonna be a good game, but what's going on with the Eagles right now?" There's a lot of different things, and then and they're not even excuses because if you go back and look, last year when they got a big lead, they were able to run the ball and close out games. Remember, they're up 17 nothing on Carolina and then give up all those points in the fourth quarter. So the games where they can score offensively against teams that don't put up gazillions of points like, you know, like the Saints do routinely, uh, they last year were able to finish those games out, but they don't have LeGarrette Blount and they don't have you know, uh, they don't have a couple of the running backs who were there last year. So that's that's not an excuse. That's factually what's going on. They're not taking the ball away like they did last year. Defensively, they have a lot of injuries in their secondary, which is why everybody's going crazy and saying, wow, you saw what the Cowboys did against that Eagles secondary on national TV. So the Saints are going to be able to roll out of bed and drop 30 on them without even trying. So that's what's going on. And, and they're still mathematically alive now. I don't think any of the teams in the NFC East are going anywhere. I mean, Washington has is in the driver's seat. They control their own destiny. The Eagles and Cowboys are, you know, need a lot of things to happen. First of all, they need to win pretty much every one of their last games and hope that Washington loses five of their last seven. So, I mean, that's not likely to happen, but who knows? But as far as the Eagles, you know, I don't think this game, it's, it's easy to look at the game and say, yeah, the Eagles, they, they're going to lose. Oh, the Saints are going to drop 50 on them. And most people say you're right because most people watch national television and see what happens on a game and then automatically assume, well, that's going to happen. And it may. The Eagles may get boat raced right down to Bourbon Street, right down into the river uh, based on how they played. But I don't think this team is that horribly bad as far as uh, ability to play. I mean, Carson Wentz is playing as well as he did last year before he got hurt. The defense has really been a problem for them, and the red bo- red zone offense has been a problem. So that's that's really the combination of the things that that have made the Eagles four and five. You know, again, we always say they're, they're really the record is what you are, but I don't think when you look at the games that they've played and the ability to close out games or the ability to to hold on to leads uh, is not there, and it was last year. 
Yeah, I was going to say, if you look at the numbers, you know, the numbers aren't bad for Wentz. 15 touchdowns, three picks. Uh, we know he was, you know, hobbled to start the season. But I actually heard one, I got a buddy who's an Eagles fan, and this past week he was making the case, man, maybe we should go back to Foles. I mean, it's not that bad yet, right? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> but beyond, I mean, you, you, Carson Wentz, if you've seen him on, on any of the games nationally or if you watch the Sunday ticket and you see him play, Wentz is still able, despite the surgery, no one now thinks about, oh, Carson Wentz, if he takes a new, you know, when a player gets hurt and they come back, oh, I hope he doesn't take another hit, he's going to go down again. Carson Wentz, Wentz has been hit a lot. His offensive line has been messed up at times, but he still has that elusive ability to duck under a potential sack uh, and, and, and make an amazing throw, side-armed or any way he can. So he's still pretty good back there, and his numbers are actually better than they were a year ago. And he's got some receivers like you know Zach Ertz who are playing at a high level. You know, and they added, um, you know, they added Golden Tate, who didn't do much in the Monday night game. But it's all about execution. And, and the Eagles, in the time of possession, they're the same as they were last year. So when you look at the stats and you break them down, it's not that this team has gone from Super Bowl champs to absolute the New York Jets bad. They've gone from Super Bowl champs to a team that doesn't have the next man up mentality because the next man up on this roster is not as good because they lost some players from last year, as all teams do when they win. And they have to decide on what contracts to pick up. But I, I think you know the fact that they're nine point underdogs, which is remarkable because they had they weren't underdogs by nine points any time at all last year when people were doubting whether they were good enough to win the Super Bowl. But as far as as Foles is as Foles and Wentz is considered, you know, Wentz is playing great. Nick Foles is, is very immobile, and last year was a magical run for them. So because they had that mentality that we're the underdogs. And I think they'll have that again because they know their season's on the brink. And I think they'll play well against the Saints. It doesn't mean they're going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if this game is closer than a lot of people think it's going to be, only because the Eagles have everything to play for right now. And if they don't, then they'll pretty much start packing their bags. I love to get the outside perspective, Tony, because we tend to be a little bit biased here, and we think Drew Brees is is all that, and then some. What's the perspective he like is. from from, <laughs> out, from outside of the city? I mean, like, what what are your thoughts? Because we talk about this all the time. Like when people talk about the greatest of the past 15, 20 years, it's always Brady and Manning, Brady and Manning. Oh, Aaron Rodgers too. And then you bring up what about Brees? Oh yeah, I forgot about Brees. Like he always seems to be that afterthought on the from the national perspective. But look, the guy's doing it all. All time leading passer now. Uh, the the touchdown total keeps mounting up, and my God, you can't get more accurate than he is this year. Uh, what's the perspective like outside of New Orleans, I guess, of Drew Brees this year? Well, here in Philly, I mean, everybody knows. Even the Eagle fans are very, 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 very cynical, and they, they were booing on Monday Night Football against the Cowboys uh, in that game because, you know, I know people say, wow, they want a Super Bowl and they're booing already. They boo when they see people not playing what they're capable of doing. But as far as Drew Brees, I mean, he's an icon everywhere. Drew Brees, to me, and I'm not saying this because I'm on in New Orleans. I'm saying this because this is how I feel. He's, he's one of those players that's impossible to dislike. You know, every team has fans that, that obviously are loyal to their fan base. And then the team comes in, and they're, they're the enemy because in, in the sports world, they're the bad guys. They're the guys you root against. But Brees is one of those rare players that you can look at, and no matter who you root for, say this guy is beyond any kind of criticism. Does he have some bad games? Has he had some tough luck? Yes. But he's impossible to dislike because of what he's achieved. And you go back and, and you go back to when they, they had a chance to take him. Uh, you know, who was it? The, the, uh, the Miami Dolphins pass right. up and take Dante Culpepper. Well, we can always look back and say, well, this team should have done this or this team should have done that. But Drew Brees has proven 
and he keeps doing it at his age, that it's not just about your size. It's not just about the ability to throw the football or, or to read defenses. It's the total package. And, and I don't, you know, we always say there's always going to be the next great, and, they're, they're, and there will be some great players, and there's always great young players that have been developing the superstars. But very few will accomplish what Drew Brees has done as a guy much maligned for size and inability to be look like he's an NFL quarterback because he grew up in the era when guys under six feet were deemed not capable of, of making it in the NFL. We're talking with the great Tony Bruno. Uh, Tony, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, uh, loved hearing you uh, for many years on the Madden franchise. I think that's where a lot of guys, maybe my generation, came to know you or, or those of us that listened to either Fox Sports Radio. And, and i got to tell you, our listener Todd, chiming in from Mississippi, said, I love Tony Bruno. I used to listen to him to Fox, on Fox Sports Radio, Sporting News Radio. And he said, who didn't love the NFL Pick'em Contest versus porn stars? So you got fans everywhere, <laughs> well, my I mean, friend. That's, you know, you- that's what you do when you do when you're younger and you're doing zany stuff and people, you know, because everybody makes picks and now you, you look around and people are using babies to make picks and animals to make picks. But living in L.A., the access to porn stars and I thought they were they were really really um, underappreciated in their knowledge of the National Football League. And so I I brought them in to demonstrate that even porn stars can pick football games too. Uh, tell me tell me real quick. I'm the, a man on... of the people. I'm a, I was a me I was a me too guy. Before Me Too was even two words that were put back together without any uh, any emphasis. <laughs> Tell me real quick on that Madden thing. How That must have taken, I mean, weeks to record some of the stuff that you did for that, right? Yeah, I was, you know, when they put it together electronically, the geniuses are the people who put it all together. I just went into a little booth, and I would go, and you couldn't do more than two hours at a time. So I'd go into a booth in Santa Monica, California, and sit there for two hours a day, and just record as much poss- as much as I could the name of every NFL player individually, the last name with three different inflections. Uh, it, it's an amazing process, and I just went in there and did it. Then they, I did some fake interviews where they actually did the interviews with the coaches, and I knew a lot of the coaches. So when they interviewed the coaches, they told them in advance it was going to be me. So then they would answer me as if I was uh, interviewing them. And so the, the people at EA Sports and Madden did a great job, and I was fortunate. They called me and said, hey, we want to put this feature in the game back in 05, 06, and 07, and we think you're the guy. So what am I going to say? No, I don't really want to do that. And so I did it, and I did it for three years, and it was a lot of fun. But I did 56 hours in a studio just to do Madden 05. So that's that's how much work goes into putting together just a little part of of, of the greatest sports video franchise ever. Well, then they realized music labels would play them millions to put songs in there. Now it's now exactly. it's just songs. No, I mean, it's still a phenomenon that even though John Madden hasn't been involved with it or <laughs> participated in it for a long time, I mean, it's still, everybody knows the name Madden football. Yeah, 18-year-old kids have no idea who John Madden is, but they know the video <laughs> game. He, he is the great Tony Bruno. Uh, Tony, we got we thank you so much for coming on, man. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't uh, give you a shout-out. Our buddy uh, Josh Ennis does the show before us here on uh, – 1280 in New Orleans, and I know you worked with him for a long time. So uh, I know Josh. I love Josh, and he's he's one of the great young talents. I know a lot of people, modern day uh, people, don't think that you know don't like his style or whatever, but he's a genuine guy. That's what he does, and some people don't like it, and others do. But he's always successful everywhere he goes. So he must be doing something right. (laughs) That he is, Tony. Thanks so much for the time, man. Going to be a a fun game this weekend. Appreciate it, man. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. The great Tony Bruno there joining us from uh, Philadelphia. It's Chris Gordy.